When are the nuggets coming? <laughs> hey, Paige. Paige, did you order the nuggets? Yep. Did you order all the nuggets? All of them. Did you? There's three of us. How many did you order? All of them. <laughs> 24 nuggets. <laughs> did you count? Mathing is hard. Yeah, yeah, we should get eight. We have 24 nuggets. Coming. That's two dozen nuggets. <laughs> Shh, don't tell Jim. <laughs> we ordered no nuggets. No nuggets for Jim. I mean, for us. I wonder if it would have been easier to order like a 20 and a Happy Meal. Cheaper, probably. I wonder how many different ways you could order 24 nuggets. Young Rebecca literally said, why don't you order the big box of nuggets? And and then What's not a I came up with this better way to <laughs> spend more money. I do that for potlucks. I'm so excited about chicken nuggets now I can't even think. That's the cold open. <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the music. When are the nuggets coming? Yeah, we should tell a listener that we actually left the house this weekend. Mm-hmm. We went to a thing. We went well. We, Several. We created our own fun. We created a tour, a beer tour, a, a Saturday tourism tour. Uh, no, you're hating this, mm, right? Is a Saturday a afternoon day drinking. How many breweries can we hit in three hours? Complete for? with a very kind chauffeur who shall remain nameless. That's right. <laughs> very kind with a with a very cute assistant. Yes. <laughs> The best, the best assistant. So we were we were in the mood for some beer this weekend. Mm-hmm. So every weekend. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about what we uh, encountered? Let's do it. Who are you? Oh, for Pete's sakes. I'm Rebecca. I'm Paige. And this is... Made from what's left. Holy, I feel like we haven't done this in weeks. <laughs> Made from what's left of our brains. <laughs> when was the last time we recorded an episode? 1987. Well, it felt like it because we did high schools. That's true. We did do high schools. Yeah. Do we want to say what we did this weekend? We just said we went on a brewery tour, did we not? Okay. Do we want to define that for people? Well, we can. Like, do we want to say something like, we hit up four breweries, Mm -hmm. all in a similar area, Mm -hmm. some of which are new, Mm -hmm. and this was probably part one in a multi-series where we're going to try and hit up other breweries in the city? Yeah, I think it's going to take us like four Four tours. Five. It's going to take us five tours. This is part one of five, folks. Yes. So, But not consecutive weeks, because I don't think we could handle that. Right. <laughs> no. Sometime between no. now and next year, we will have hit <laughs> yes. all the breweries in Winnipeg. We might do one a year. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll return to the original four to see how they're faring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to talk a little bit about uh, beer in Manitoba? Yeah. Historically, people like the history. Do they? Don't they? I don't know. They seem to. I tend to refer to those as boring facts. Should we tell them they could start fast forwarding here? Yeah. <laughs> fast forward for the next, how many pages skip do you have there? Skip Holy ahead for smokes. the next six and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit you know, I have, some, I have some fun facts about history of beer in Manitoba. Hit it. I'm going to go all the way back to 1668. What? Coincidentally, the year I started high school. <laughs> And that's why they didn't have uh, lids on Slurpees. You're going to love this fun fact. Captain Zachariah Gillum of the Hudson's Bay Company ship Nonsuch, of which you're familiar, Mm -hmm. introduced beer to the first HBC post at Rupert House on the 29th of September, 1668. So is that when the neighborhood all went to hell? Yeah. That's like oddly (laughs) specific. It is. 
Uh, his crew made a strong beer for the long voyage home <gasps> the following year and proceeded to bury the kegs underground to protect them from freezing. Interesting. So uh, would this be an early IPA? I don't think they were using hops on oh. this particular venture. Okay. What leads you in, in the reading that I've done about it, um, they were talking about how they weren't using hops. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, but also because hops were used as a preservative. And they were quite concerned that the beer wasn't going to be preserved. I'm confused. Didn't they have to preserve it for a long time? Yeah. But in this case, they did not. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Right. All right. Like, you know how the whole thing with IPAs is that. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was like a long trip. Well. This was not a long I mean, trip. They, it was long, but I don't know if the beer lasted the whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> en route. Consumed en route. But later, I think that they were bringing in more beer making supplies. Yeah. Because they talk about bringing in large amounts of malt barley and, and oh. different things. I feel like... Um, Maybe at Rupert House, they didn't have fresh hops in 1668. <laughs> well, without having farmed them. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do hops grow naturally in Canadian? Yeah. So maybe they did? Maybe. But this is becoming wildly speculative. <laughs> so These are not supposed on to be my... fun facts. Now it's just <laughs> Paige is just going to make up her own story. Sorry, I'm not. All right, you carry on. You carry on. So at the time, um, whiskey, rum, brandy, and wine were used more for trading and gifts. Um, but beer was shipped to and brewed at all HBC posts in Rupert's Land for the employees' consumption. Because it was a fan fave? I guess. Got to keep the employees happy. Or maybe just inexpensive. Okay, here I am, speculating again. We don't yeah. know. Well, they were keeping the good stuff <laughs> for <laughs> the customers. Right. <laughs> And, you know, smooth over trading partners and that kind of thing. <laughs> Grease the wheels. That's right. Um, as HBC expanded its operations in Rupert's Land in the 1700s and solidified its holdings through trade, beer production remained a mandated provision at post breweries, but rarely a traded commodity. You hardly sound like you're reading. I didn't read a word of that, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by 1874... Okay, so we're creeping up there. A year after Winnipeg was incorporated as a city. Yeah. Winnipeg and its surrounding area was home to seven licensed craft production breweries catering to a population of 1,869. Seven breweries. Seven breweries do we, do for 1,800 know? people. <laughs> Can we do a quick comparison? Do we know how many breweries are in Winnipeg right now? Okay, I counted 24. For a population of thousand. Yes. <laughs> and we're not quite at the same ratio. We don't have the same ratio. <laughs> Is this something we should fix? Uh, maybe. Less people or more breweries? Less people. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, I want to read you something because I know you love reading. Give her. This is from the Manitoba Historical Society. Friends of the pod. This is gonna this is gonna paint a little picture. In April of 1880, last call was made at Lower Fort Gary Brew House. The unmistakably sweet smells of caramel and roasted grain ebbed from the causeway. The woody character of aged oak casks on racks and earthy hop odors of grass and pine hung in the rafters. 
The aromas embedded in the brew house represented a storied craft perfected over the Hudson Bay Company's 200 years in Rupert's Land. That spring, demolition men set upon the structure with hammers, tearing down the smokestack, unearthing the plastered wood lath walls of the cellar, and hauling the boil kettles and malt kiln out by horse cart. Where to? It was gone. They were, HBC was done with brewing. Done. 1880. Wow. Good for them. They got the city going and then they cut bait. Yes. All right. I know. Um, And I also wanted to mention home brewing. Mm. Because several of the breweries that we visited this weekend were started by home brewers. Cool. Shout out to home brewers. Yeah. Uh, The history of settler home brewing in Winnipeg begins with the arrival of the Selkirk settlers and the establishment of their agricultural colony adjacent to Fort Douglas in 1812. But it's possible that an earlier Métis population may have produced a rudimentary beer from small plot agriculture outside Fort Rouge. I would like to posit all of the brewing was rudimentary (laughs) at that time. (laughs) Well... I mean, <laughs> even the ones with kettles. True. I mean, sometimes now home brewing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when Winnipeg started up, the home brewer yeah. was viewed negatively by the newly formed state, which sought to codify ways of producing and consuming beer, ultimately building a racial and evangelistic temperance framework that exists to present day. Well, bam. Yeah. So did we have any rhyme or reason when we uh, planned our trip? Well, I think it was a route. It was a route. And it was loosely planned around hot dogs for lunch. And proximity to home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I think uh, we kicked off the tour by uh, first stopping at Low Life Barrel House, which is located at... 398 Daly Street North. Yeah, Daly Street North. And I just had to look up to see. It is 300 meters from my house. (laughs) I think that's important to note. That's within stumbling distance. (laughs) But it was my first time going. You can't get any closer than that. Nope. Honestly. They were as close as the ice store. It's quite quite convenient for you. It is, especially in the summer. Yeah. And of course, it's not up yet, but I'm told. We, are, we were told that it uh, has a patio in yes. the summer. Yes. Great big overhead doors. Am I stealing your thunder here? No. Okay, great big overhead doors that they'll open up. You kind of put in the cart before the horse. But... Oh, cart, horse, horse, <laughs> cart. You're already on the patio. <laughs> My heart is on the patio. Um, the taproom opened in May 2022. Well, happy birthday. So almost happy birthday. Happy day of birth, I mean. <laughs> By the time this airs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Low Life was actually launched in 2019 within Barnhammer. Oh. So they were brewing out of Barnhammer, kind of like a little sister brewery. Yeah. Um, and they have since grown into a 7,500 square foot brewery, bottle shop, and tap room, and urban winery. Urban winery. Yeah, we didn't taste any of their wines while we were there. We didn't. They had, they had beer, wine, and kombucha? Well, kombucha was like their non-alcoholic. They have something called a piquette. What's that? It's a low-alcohol wine cousin. 
with oh, a little bit okay. of fizz to it. Oh. Or as my Oma would say, a little bit of prick. A little bit of prick. <laughs> we love Oma. <laughs> um, and they have some light snacks available. Yes. Uh, as well as with any of the tap rooms, I think you can order in food or bring your own food in. Nice. Because of those weird rules that we could talk about later. Okay. Um, I think one of the things when we walked in, we were blown away by how nice the tap room was. It's, it's beautiful in absolutely there. beautiful. The barrels? Yes. The tropical plants? Yes. The, the little stools that look like chess pieces? Yes. The barrels that you could sit at? Yes. They had all kinds of different seating. They had low seating, high seating, window seating, bar seating. Yeah. We didn't want to sit at the bar because we wanted to talk openly about the beers. <laughs> <laughs> the fellow who was in there was very nice. He was lovely. Yeah. So those big barrels, they're called fooders. I've been calling them foders this whole time. Oh. But apparently they're called fooders. 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 Uh, they are a large oak barrel where beer is fermented. And it allows the beer to take its time to mature and completely develop. Wow. I know. Oak barrel, you said? An oak barrel. Do you want to know more about fooders? Or? Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> Can I read you this little bit from Hop Culture? Please do. Uh, for practical purposes, a fooder stores more beer in a smaller footprint. A typical fooder spans at least three times larger than a wine or beer barrel, holding mm. usually a minimum of five barrels, around 160 gallons. But fooders can be constructed to hold even higher volumes of beer. I believe the ones at Low Life were 2,000 liter mm. fooders. Um, so rather than racking, managing, and storing numerous barrels, a brewer can use a fooder to save space and time. And additionally, because fooders store a larger volume of beer, there's less likelihood of cross-contamination from yeast and bacteria. Hmm. Compared to barrels. And they had two different types of fooders. Yes. They had vertical and horizontal fooders. Yes. And we asked them what the difference was. And he said one was vertical and one was horizontal. <laughs> Literally no difference. <laughs> no difference. <laughs> but I think they were moving to the vertical ones. Were they? I think so, yeah. Well, okay. that's what they had more of. Oh, yeah. See my brain. Along that wall. Okay. I thought it was more horizontal, but I was... I was just taking all the sights and sounds in. I thought it was really neat that there was just a little glimpse of the brew house. Yes. From within the uh, sitting area. Yes. It was a beautiful... What was that building before? Like a auto body shop or a, mm, a garage? Um, uh, Electroscience. Mm. So kind of a nondescript industrial building. Yeah. And then you walk in and it's really warm and bright and elegant, I thought, with the fooders. Yeah. Like it looked like a really classy joint. It really did. I think we should have dressed up better. I thought, yeah, a little <laughs> underdressed. Uh, the one thing I forgot to do when we were there was mm-hmm. try, try out the washroom. Yes. So I have no comments on the washroom. No, we weren't ready to break the seal yet, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was a nice space in that you could have a group, you could have a very intimate conversation. Yeah. It was broken up lots of different ways. Um, and then the patio, which you mentioned... Is also dog friendly in the summer. And the, yes. <laughs> and I look forward to patronizing that patio with a dog. I, I look forward to your patronizing attitude. <laughs> do you want to talk a bit about the beers that we tasted? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I wanted to mention too that the music was late 80s alt. Yes. I enjoyed that. Walked into some David Bowie and 
there that kind of got things off on a good foot there were bops yeah for sure we had a beer called kiss kiss yes what can you tell us about kiss kiss it has an abv of 6.0 good job scent mm-hmm and it was hella sour. <laughs> it was hella sour. That's all I can tell you. Do you remember what kind of berry was in it? I do not because I'm not a fan of a sour beer. So it hit me and I said, nope. It's, we learned a lot about Paige this weekend. Except Paige already <laughs> knew this. <laughs> um, Kiss Kiss was with Hascap. Oh, berries. yeah. And then you taught me what a Hascap was. Yeah. An elongated blueberry. Yeah, kind of. Well, it looks like an elongated blueberry. It yeah. does not taste like a blueberry. Right. It tastes, it, well, it, by all accounts, it's very sour. has this, like, the <laughs> same color as a blueberry and the same kind of, like, white haze. Bluey, whitey. Yeah. Yeah. But long. Yeah. Very odd. But native to the prairies. Um, I, I totally got the name as soon as I took a sip. Because I puckered right up. Yeah. I'm thinking about it right now and my lips are puckering. <laughs> it was so tart, but it was so good. It makes you reenact the the character's face on the cover of Sour Patch Kids. Yes. Package. Like exactly that. And I enjoyed it more than you did. But, but for what it was, you thought it was good too. I don't think I said that. Well, like for what it was, you were interested in the berry. I think I made a lot of faces. <laughs> And I think I pronounced to you that I do not like sour beer. <laughs> You're such a dink. <laughs> and then I proceeded to order sours everywhere, everywhere we, we went. went. <laughs> that was the most fun for me. Hot tip. She redeems herself later in this episode. Hot tip. I'm looking to see. Did she- you bring home the... Uh... I did. Can we? Do you have it do here? Do you want it? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see what uh, what kind of beer that was. Okay, Kiss Kiss is a fooder aged Brett sour saison, fermented on local Hascap berries, tart, dry, and refreshing. But also so, like super sour. <laughs> Just it was super tart. sour. It was very tart. Um, we talked a bit about Brett while we were there. Yeah. Do you remember what we learned? I remember that you made up a word, Brettanomyces. <laughs> It's a disease, and if you get it, you enjoy sour beer. It's a yeast. <laughs> um, I took is there a, little, a cream for that Brettanomyces? It's a wild yeast, and any beer that's fermented using the Brettanomyces yeast can be considered a Brett beer. Does that mean sour, or does that have nothing no. to do with sour? So from the Beer Judge Certification Program, oh. I have this. <laughs> I know. I'm reading today. It's yeah. like no, no, my I literacy was, surprises you. No, 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 no. I was laughing at how seamless that segue was. <laughs> For once. <laughs> the addition of Brett ensures a drier, thinner, and funkier product. Funky. Remember we talked about the funk? Yeah. A little bit of like barnyard. That beer has the funk. <laughs> Younger barnyard. versions are brighter and fruitier, while older ones possess more depth of funk and may lose more of the base style character. Compared to the same beer style without Brett... A Brett beer will be drier, more highly attenuated, don't ask me what that means, fruitier, lighter in body, and slightly funkier as it ages. Hmm. Hmm. Now you know. Mm-hmm. But we can just call it Brett, so we don't have to use the big word. Yep. Okay. So, okay, Low Life, Kiss Kiss was a big hit for me. Then we tried Tempest Starry. We did 8.1%. That one was also a Brett Saison, food or aged. Uh, aged on Manitoba cherries. Yeah. And they say it has baking spices, cherries, and oak 
as the mm-hmm. the notes in it. What did you think of that one? My notes are bad. Well, good. No, bad. Well, that one maybe it, it was, was a, good. It was a wild ride for you. It was up and down and up and down and up and down. We should have had something in between the beers because I think our first sip of everything was surprising. <laughs> and then have. the second sip, you were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Well, this one particularly, uh, it was just bad, good, bad, good. Yeah. It had, and by it, the end of it, I was just like, all right, maybe. Yeah, for me, it went through like your first sip and then when it was in your mouth and then your aftertaste were three different things. Yeah. Um, totally. I thought it was a little bit oaky, a little bit funky. Quite funky. But I thought it was very refreshing. I Yeah, I don't have any of those comments. <laughs> Uh, we had the Blood Cut IPA. We did. That was a Brett IPA. Yep. Food or aged. Hopped with El Dorado, Vic Secret, and Sabro. Flavors of tropical fruit, oak, and Brett Funk. <laughs> I have so good. I, I have tropical and unique. I have tropical, accessible, and not too hoppy. It wasn't super hoppy. No. Like the tropical flavors sort of... Knock down the... Yeah. Like, if you have someone that's afraid of an IPA, but they kind of like an IPA or they want to try an IPA, yeah, it's a good one because it's not, like, punch you in your face with hops. It was delightful. (laughs) It was really good. At 3.4%, a pretty low ABV for an IPA. You could... It was crushable. It was sessionable. You could crush it. (laughs) And we did. We crushed that four ounces. We crushed it. (laughs) They were served in beautiful, like, tulip glasses. Yeah, like, they were really nice. Tall stemmed. Yeah. Very pretty. Uh, we finished with small pale. We sure did. And I don't have the ABV for the small pale. Do you have it there? 3.4. Oh, another little one. Refreshing and light, yet complex. Hopped with Galaxy, Sabro, and Citra. Okay, I thought that one tasted like candy. To me, it was mango popping boba. Yes. Like, it actually tasted like popping boba. Yep. And it was so good. It this, was delightful. This one was under their clean beer selection. So meaning without that brat yeah. yeast. No um, funk. No funk. It was refreshing. Um, and I would say if you're if you're new, try that one. Mm, yeah. If you have someone in your group that's like a little unsure about kind of the funkier beers, that one is like perfect entry level, delicious like that one we were we, i think we were fantasizing about having that one on the patio yes in the summer yeah, 300 meters day. from my house <laughs> and then stumbling back instead of drinking slurpees with gin in my front yard <laughs> which is also an option we can walk across the street <laughs> <laughs> so for each of the breweries i didn't tell you this but oh boy i, I, <laughs> <laughs> I took it uh the liberty of going on google uh-huh uh, Low Life Barrel House has 4.7 out of 5 stars on Google. Uh-huh. And uh, under the heading that I call People Are Saying. Yes. Uh, I'm going to start with the lowest rating. Okay. One out of five stars, no comment from somebody named I Got Game. Well, Clearly sir, they don't I got game. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> five out of five stars from Yak Man. Okay. Saying, good selection of brewed beverages, service and staff are exceptional, prices are reasonable, wall of giant barrels is amazing, come see it and have a pint or two. Nuff said. That was an excellent review. I thought so. All accurate. It even has a winky smiley. I would support that. I would give that a thumbs up. Is that an option? Can I thumbs up that review? You can thumb that 
review all you want. <laughs> I'm gonna thumb it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that so that's the people are saying. So yes, I gave you an assignment to write a haiku <laughs> for about each, each brewery. brewery. <laughs> so we both did this. So do now you want to do your haiku first because you made the assignment. Okay. Can I made the assignment and I cheated. You used <laughs> chat GPT to write your haikus. I did. I think that we should get viewer to write in and say whose haikus they preferred. Well, maybe we should have not disclosed my transgressions right. before we had them vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please. Wait, we should just say the haiku follows the standard format of 575. Yes. Okay. Aged in oak barrels. Brewed with care, time, and patience. Sip and savor bliss. That's actually really good. Isn't it? That's a really good haiku. Cheers to GPT. <laughs> That's a really good haiku. We get a check mark for that. Okay, hit me. Hascap berry beer will cause your lips to pucker. A kiss kiss indeed. <gasps> I have shivers. That was a good haiku. That was excellent. That was a good haiku. I dig it. <laughs> All right. So not far from Low Life Barrel House is Sukrums. Sukrums. I bet that's 500 meters from my house. Maybe 600 <laughs> meters. And we're going to measure everything from, from my house. walking distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, founded by Andrew Sukram, who was a longtime uh, home brewer, award-winning home brewer. Doesn't the name Sukrams just straight up sound like... Like you want to go there and drink things? Yeah. 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 It sounds like juicy. And it's like a it's... a juicy name. Well, and like it, <laughs> like it's just been around forever. It feels like it. Anyway, carry on. Uh, it is a socially conscious family-owned business focused on brewing beers everyone will love. Agreed. And as an aside, Andrew is, or was, is the childhood friend... Of my stepbrother. No way. Fact. So do you... No. Did you know him? No. Well, I knew him when he was like 10 and was hanging around my car. Any hot goss? The baseball. I probably yelled at the kids. <laughs> I have no hot goss. Those were Dang the most it. annoying kids. Oh, that's hot goss. Oh, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, I was like 16 and he was probably 10. Just a youth. Yeah, just youths. Uh, the tap room opened in March 2019. And has a very chill neighborhoody vibe. Agreed. I think you mentioned that when we were there. It felt very neighborhoody. Yeah, there were a couple of dudes, older fellas, at the bar. Yep, doing the older fella at the bar thing. Yeah, it felt like these fellas just walked in from the area. I bet they did. Um, do you think the people were referring to us as the older ladies at the table? Oh, probably. <laughs> oh no. Aww. Oh no, the older loud ladies at the table. <laughs> Um, I think so. They were asking why we keep taking pictures of them. <laughs> Sorry. It was the smallest of the three tap rooms that we visited. Totally different vibe. Yep. It was very like casual, grab a board game, grab a drink, hang out, um, seating at long tables and a bar. And artwork for sale. There was artwork for sale. Uh, the bartender was very cool and friendly. And had some great suggestions for our flight. Yeah. Yeah, he helped us fill in the blanks. And he was, uh, he enjoyed a word puzzle. He was a wordler. He I was. Like to talk, <laughs> like to talk to the people who are into the wordle, the spelling bee. For the record, you didn't ask the others. No. About their. 
<laughs> about their <laughs> literacy. Yeah, no, about their affinity for Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> um, for snacks, we didn't have any snacks when we were there, but no. they had uh, Island Fusion Doubles. Yeah. Which is like the, uh, it's like a samosa. Yeah, it's like a pizza pop with like chickpeas and stuff. So samosa? No. Didn't, didn't we already <laughs> have like this? a pizza pop? Didn't we Aren't samosas this? like triangular? Well, shape, but like. A locally made biltong from Mr. Biltong. What's that? It's a South African jerky. Like a Why didn't jerky. we have that? I don't know. And they have an array of chips. Chips for snacks. Oh, cool. And you can bring your own food in if you want. Right. Or you can have, like, skip the dishes, skip right to Sukram's. Okay, we but will. I think in the summer they've had, like, the Tot Wagon and different food trucks. Tot Wheels. Adjacent Tot Wheels. Yes, the Tot Wagon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did we drink at Sukram's while we listened to the Tragically Hip? I'm pretty sure we started with Mango Tango. I'm no, pretty no, no, sure we, we did started not. with... As you wish, buttercup. That's right. My Which bad. was a chocolate salted caramel porter. porter. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I thought the salt really came through on that. Kind of cut any sweetness that it did. Actually, my notes were that it was pretty predictable as a for a porter, except for the saltiness. I can't tell when she's being complimentary. Oh, I'm not, because I'm not really a yeah, fan you don't of a like porter. A porter. <laughs> That's why I had it. That's why I ordered it. I like a porter. I like a stout. She cornered the market on all the beers I don't care for. Yeah. Um. It it, it had an ABV of five. Yeah. And um, it was lactosey. Yeah. I had some lactose. Um. I thought it was caramelly. I believe you used the word, which I then banned. Mm-hmm. Mouthfeel. Yeah. It had a good mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read the word that I have written here. Oh, it's portery. I said it was portery. Portery? It's portery. <laughs> you can't read it because it's not a word. I thought it was a good representation of the style. It was definitely portery. That's what I said about, that's what I meant when I said predictable. Um, we also enjoyed that the name was a shout out to the Princess Bride. We did. And then we quoted as many lines from the movie that we could think of. Yep. We did that, which added to it. <laughs> then we moved on to Mango Tango, which I believe was a variation on cosmos yeah which is one of their more popular dry hop sours yeah because you were endlessly trying to get me to drink (laughs) sours um i have written down here on my notes the face and i think that was referring to your first sip oh uh, yeah i probably had a face you pulled a face yeah it wasn't the face that we're going to share on our socials (laughs) but it was a face these poor people. I'm glad the brewers weren't there to see her the react to the The devil may care about my face. Um, yeah, no, I'm, again, once again, not a fan of a sour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made the face. But I almost think you made the face too, actually. I made a little bit of a face. You made a face. It's something I enjoy, though. I like a, a tart. You like to experience the face. I like what, the lip smacking. You do, eh? Yes. Okay, what did you have for notes on Mango Tango? I thought it was tart and refreshing. Mm, I just have sour. <laughs> Fruit forward. That's it. And a festival of hops. Or, But a I might have festival. said festival of hops for the last one. It's kind of in the same spot. Oh, okay. Uh, third, we had proximity alert. Yes. Whoo, I said. Whoo. It was boozy. boozy. <laughs> what was the ABV on that one? Ten? Ten. Ten. It was a triple, which I think is interesting because... A triple IPA. Yeah. 
I, I think that's interesting because doubles are usually around 8%. Sure. A triple at 10. Sure. This isn't math, is it? But like, what's a single? Like six? It just goes up by two. But that's... <laughs> I don't know. Not... All right. Um, I have it was bitter. It yeah. was resinous. Could not smash. Yeah. Well, I could smash, but it would be one and done. Yeah. Um, it was... There a would have mi- been a fight. Yeah. We would have been hair pulling, kicking. We would have been kicking each other out in the parking lot to... <laughs> We're fighting about something. Um, I have a note that's a mid-tongue bitter. Yes. It hit you right in the middle of the tongue. Yeah. And um, that it was boozy. And you said resinous. I asked you to expound on that a little. And you said it was fur-y. <laughs> well, like, to me, like, some some hops have, like, this really resinous taste to them, like, almost like tree sap. Okay. I and that's I got that kind of like I'm not sure I necessarily felt that but it maybe because of the just the straight alcohol mm-hmm. influence in that beer is very powerful. It was the lack of biltong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should have been eating beef jerky the whole time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh fourth we tried kinetic. Kinetic hazy. It was a hazy. I thought it was uh grapefruit peel. It was oh, like the yeah. the, the taste that I was getting. I really liked it. I have tropical and unique, which I feel like was kind of a repeat of something I said, but the last <laughs> she's, she, I she's using the same card for every, they were all so unique. They were tropical and unique. And unique. All of them. <laughs> I have a smiley face for that one. Did you write a haiku for Zucrams? I did. What? Wait, let's find out what people are saying. Oh, I forgot about your, your new feature, your new segment. <laughs> What are people saying? So 4.9 out of 5 stars on Google. Sure. There's uh, always that one guy. Lowest rating, mm-hmm. 1 out of 5 stars. It's going to be one of these guys, the door was locked when I got there. <laughs> no. Okay. In this case, it was no comment again. <laughs> From Cal Bud. <sighs> no bud of mine. That's right. He's nobody's bud. Uh, 5 out of 5 stars. Excellent beer, wonderful bartenders, nice laid back space with great music playing, child and dog friendly. Love having this place as my neighborhood bar. Did you write this? I should have, <laughs> except for the child friendly part. Actually, That's how you know it wasn't me. <laughs> actually, it was RJ Leland. So thank you, RJ, for accurately, I think, reflecting our experience yeah. there. Yeah. Except for the child friendly part. <laughs> Are you going to hit me with your cheater haiku? Yep. Okay. Sukrams in the peg. Crafting beer with heart and soul. Winnipeg's finest brews. That's okay. That's all right. It's accurate. It's it. It is. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. I should come here more. <laughs> Stumbling distance from my home. <laughs> Just call me Buttercup. <laughs> That's excellent. Yay. Aww. I can't believe that I did the assignment and she didn't. I totally you did cheated the assi- at the assignment. Yeah, you totally cheated. Um. By the way, uh, the one other comment I wanted to make on this one, because I did uh, use the bathroom, uh, is that the beer label wallpaper was really cool. Oh, yeah, you liked that. I thought that was neat. I liked that. Um, the non-alcoholic options, I noticed that they had a wide selection of uh, yoritos, mm, Mexican soda. Nice. We moved on. We did. We went downtown. We went over the bridge. Uh, on my way to work, incidentally. <laughs> is Devil May Care Brewing Company. It's on the my way to work, too. I know. We could go there together on our ways to work. Or on our ways home. 
Well, here's the thing, though. It's at 155A Fort Street. Yes. Across from a daycare. It's, uh... So it's on a lot of people's ways to somewhere. <laughs> That's why there's always a little bit of a traffic jam at that corner. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know a little bit about Devil May Care? I sure do. Uh, started by home brewers. Again, home brewers. Shout out. Uh, Colin Coop and Steve Goche started brewing together in 2015. In 2018, they purchased some equipment and entered the contract brewing world. Ooh. Since then, they've been through a couple location changes. Okay. A pandemic. Oh. Uh, and now a new tap room. Oh, that was a dramatic pause for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so they are brewing their core canned beers out of Torque, I believe. Okay. Uh, but they have several small batch tanks in the new location. So they're doing some on-site brewing. And that's, again, where they get to do those more experimental. Cool. Different brews. Cool. Uh do you want to know a little bit about the building they're in? I actually have notes about the building. So I'm going to... Notes about the building. It's the only one noteworthy okay. of the four. Why don't you tell us about the building? I would like you to tell me, and then I'll just correct you when you're wrong. Okay. Uh, it was a building designed by Max Blankstein. <laughs> yeah. For the General Motors Company. It's a one-story building constructed with a steel frame and concrete with brickwork on the exterior accented by diamonds of white tindall stone i have bad news what our source is the same so i'm not going to be able to call you on anything wrong. no shout out to the winnipeg architect carry on (laughs) uh it was opened in 1928 and the building was designed with a showroom big enough for a hundred cars a parts depot and a repair bay i'm gonna call bullshit on the hundred cars you don't think they could have got a hundred cars no no but i will say it was originally designed to be three stories. Yes, and the depression prevented them from adding the top two stories. I so I'm wondering if it was it, 100 cars in three on, stories. With some sort of <laughs> elevator. Yeah. yeah. With a lift. Maybe. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Uh, they have 3,000 square feet for their tap room. I thought it has a fun, relaxed vibe, uh, but I saw it Wait. described online as a gritty blue-collar vibe. What? Did you think it was great? There's spray paint. I thought it was fun. It was totally fun. It was hip and young and cool, and maybe I'm not hip or young or cool, and that's why I'm... Original concrete floor. Yeah. Uh, But the focal points of the room for me were the large graffiti mural and the big illuminated marquee menu board. So, wait a minute. Is that all you had for the building? Do you have more about the building? Well, just a little bit. Um, At one point, the building was painted. Yes. But then eventually, at some point, it was restored. Yes. Which is great because it's a pretty cool brick building. Yes. Um, so GMC... Those diamonds would have been covered up. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So GMC was there until 1939. I thought it was kind of interesting, the short list of people who used it after. It was actually a pretty long list. Yeah. And the last one in there as a car place was Tony's Academy Service, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Bolton Motors, Twin City Motors, Mitchell City Motors, York Tools, Frontier Toyota, then Tony's Academy Service. Yeah. And um, then it was redesigned into multi-tenant office space and it was yeah. occupied by Mondrian in okay. 2014 and Riley's in 2015 or Riley's right up until I think it was okay. vacant and then now the brewery. Okay. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say, I don't know if you mentioned it was built for $75,000. 
That's true. I didn't say that it. That seems like a low number to me. It is, but, you know, one story. <laughs> In 1927. But one story <laughs> with the foundation for three. Yeah, true. That's an expensive single story. Um, and um, the original, if you see the old school photos of the building, the original transom windows are really cool. They've since been covered over, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it would have been cool, kind of cool to see the those transom windows open up. But I did notice that uh, Devil May Care put their initials over the door, yeah, covering up the GMC logo. Yeah, I think it would have just been easier to pick a name that started with a G. GM. Yeah, GMC. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of DMC, they could have been GMC. Like Devil, Devil May, May Care. Care. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm going to call them that from now on. Um, I also wanted to note the name is Devil May Care. Yeah. But they seem that they actually do care. They sure do. They had free tampons in the non-gendered bathrooms. Mm. And uh, there was also a sign in the bathroom saying, if anyone's being creepy, that's not tolerated. So let us know. And they had posters up for downtown Safewalk. And while we're talking about the bathrooms. Oh, no, we're not going to go there. (laughs) I would like to point out. (laughs) Paige has a thing for shared sinks. No, no, I don't have a thing. I have a hatred for them. But that's actually not what I was going to bring up. Um, I don't know if you noticed, the, the floor has been painted in the mm-hmm. bathroom and the, the original terrazzo is peeking through. And I don't know if that's intentional, but I love it. So I kind of hope that you're going to pick up the floor and get all the terrazzo. No, I'm not. But I'm just, I like, I like the, uh, what's the word? The incongruous juxt- juxtaposition no. of, no, band, band, <laughs> the liminal, Oh, of that terrazzo. I can I can dig it. Yeah. Um. You also really liked the multi-level concrete bar top. Yes, they've actually got some lower accessible bar top, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And it's a uh, lightweight concrete with uh, the fella told us four layers of of a sealant, mm-hmm. and um, and apparently it's uh impermeable impermeable yeah it's handling all of the spills and things very well and it looked like it because it looked like it was in great shape and it must be kid friendly because he said it's already had a crayon test and then we saw (laughs) a dads and toddlers group in there later (laughs) there was a dads and toddlers group so in addition to the bar seating um and there's low and like low accessible seats and high seats at the bar yeah there's also lots of seating options through the room. It's a big space. It's a actually. huge space. Yeah. It's 300,000, 300,000, 3,000 square feet. <laughs> we found a nice <laughs> little spot to tuck in by the entrance there. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, it's quite big and quite open, but there are sort of more private little areas. Yep. And the windows are covered, are they not? Or, mm. Yeah, you couldn't see through the windows. Really? There was some sort of something on the windows. Like we weren't just on display to the world. You couldn't see traffic going by. Yeah. I, like I think it's like window signage, but like a film. Yeah. But not, not completely covered. Was it? Oh, no, it was still remember. like it was very light and bright. But... I was taken aback by your essence. So I wasn't looking through the windows. <laughs> you were gazing at me and not the window right behind me. It's true. Um, so we had to pick from, I don't know how many beers on that movie marquee up they there. had a lot. They had a lot of beers. And that fella helped us as well. Yep. I think that was Steve. Was it? I think it was Steve. I meant to ask you if that was one of the proprietors. Maybe it was Steve. Uh, the music was 90s jams. Yes. All the way. Yeah. 
That was enjoyable. So we, um, they don't specifically have flights, but but right. we negotiated a uh, a system of smaller glasses. Yes. So that we could taste lots. Um, we started with making plans for Alex. Yep. Which I think is an XTC <laughs> reference. <laughs> making plans for Nigel. Grisette. It, it was a grisette. It was a, a foamy beer. Yes. Uh, very refreshing. And I've got on my notes, sessionable. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I I noted down, I also think that this could be a very like starter-y kind of beer if you're not really accustomed to. Yes. <laughs> Bear in mind that I don't have a ton of experience with all kinds of different beers. I kind of just stick in the IPA world. But um, I sort of compared it to like a Pilsner. Is that wrong? Yeah. It had a really, like it had a bright and enjoyable flavor to me that mm-hmm. just reminded me of a Pilsner. And you say that's just wrong, wrong, wrong. wrong. All right, well, let's not say not it out loud then. Let's just not he- let anyone hear me say that. Um, I w- it wasn't my favorite. Really? There was a shining star at this table and it wasn't that one. No, it, but I really liked it. I would I would hit that one again. Um, especially summertime, like let's say you're riding your bike to the forks and... You don't necessarily want to have a Rattler. Mm. Mm-hmm. This would be like a really light, refreshing. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. The next one, not not Paige's favorite. It was called Pass the Sauce. <laughs> it was so tart. It was like the tartest thing that we had all day. And a- I liked it. It was a cranberry beer. This is the one with the real face. This is the one. We're going to post the face on our socials. Are you familiar with Kombucha Girl? Yeah, Paige is kombucha girl. I am not kombucha she made the girl. Face. <laughs> she poor thing. She made the face. Kombucha girl and I know when a thing is unpredictably both bad and good at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was tart, and I think that it might have been a little too tart, but it was good. It was very tart. Um, I you weren't a fan. Face. We tried one. Uh, Steve, I think it was Steve offered up raspberry larry well hang on my notes hang on we didn't talk about my notes for did you even make notes yeah my notes would you make no just no (laughs) with an exclamation point all caps i didn't didn't ask oh sorry all right (laughs) but then steve to the rescue we're just gonna call him steve we're gonna call him steve uh with raspberry larry which was exceptional which was the first tart beer that Paige has ever enjoyed and it tasted exactly like Nutty Club Raspberry Drops. Exactly. And the funny thing is, we both tried it while he was standing there. We both expressed our devoted love for this beer. And then he felt like he had to confess that it had an industrial flavoring in it. Yeah, which was fine. Which was totally fine because he then told us they're going to do a fuzzy peach one. Yeah. And a (laughs) rocket pop one. So we're going to have to try that. Yeah, the we're all there for the candy beers. Yeah. We're showing our true colors here. Um, I thought it smelled incredible. Oh, yeah. It smelled <laughs> It smelled and tasted exactly like raspberry drops. Yeah. No question. Uh, Golden Record, on the other hand, smelled and tasted like beer. It A West Coast IPA. Yeah. It had hops with an exclamation it point. It had a lot of hops. Caramel notes, too. And, and I have it was beery. It was beery. It that, was beery. I would agree with that. 6.9. Yep. ABV. Yep. Um, I had a big smiley face for that one. 
Um, hardly working. Are you just saying, are you just talking about what I'm doing right now? Yeah. Just, that was I'm a saison. I mean, it was a saison. Uh, did it have a Belgian yeast in it? Because it tasted like bananas to me. Bananas. And um, I have, eh. I don't love a, I don't love a Belgian beer because I don't like that banana clove mm. flavor. I just flatlined. I mean, we finished it. Yeah. <laughs> We should we should probably mention we finished all we of We finished these. everything. <laughs> um, my notes were no. Well, it's fine, but no. But so no. it would like later in like second taste redeemed it a bit, but I was st- it's not something I would have I would order and enjoy. You know what I'd like to know? What what are people saying? What? Well, what? But uh, did I? Oh, but we didn't talk about shared sinks yet. <laughs> We're not going to talk about shared sinks on this episode. We're not? Okay. <laughs> okay. Enough negativity. I know where the one-star review came from, and it's Miss Shared Sinks over there. Made from a left does not endorse the use of shared sinks. <laughs> um, hey, Paige, what are people saying about <laughs> Devil Maker? Oh, as it happens, five out of five stars on Google. Oh. Do you know that if you get a one-star review, it takes... 10 five-star reviews to get your rating back up i didn't know that but if everyone could rate and review uh this podcast <laughs> maybe we could get a, re- a rating the only reason we want them to rate and review is if they rate five stars five out of five <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say <laughs> go don't, listen to someone else if you don't have anything nice to say uh message that to us Probably if you've got secretly. five out of five stars to say send a note to young rebecca <laughs> rate us um Five out of five stars on Google. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't have a lowest rating because there isn't one. Just give me the highest. Best. I'm going to give you two highs. Mm. Les Khan says, beautiful space with a huge selection of beers on tap. You'll find something for whatever style you prefer. That's true. Agreed. And Kay Grewal said, by far the best brewery in town. Colin and Steve are absolutely phenomenal hosts. Plus, what a great atmosphere. Five-star recommendations only for this establishment. Hashtag star stuff. I thought you were going to say hashtag Steve's mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a glowing review. Wasn't it? That was a really good review. You know where we went from here? To Haiku Town. No. Oh, yeah. Do you have a haiku for me? I sure do. <laughs> Let's hear what the robot overlords have to say about <laughs> Devil Me Care. Crafted with great care. Devil may cares, bruise abound, generosity found. I think I got this one. All right. You're not going to have the next one, though. Just saying. The devil may care, but Peach doesn't fuck with sours. <laughs> Roy says, more for me. <laughs> that would not have worked if your name wasn't Roy. Just I saying. <laughs> 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 brilliant you got it you, got you that take one. that one i got that one um putting an x beside mine so we stopped for a hot dog we don't wiener break to, we don't need to talk about our wiener break wiener break uh and then we booted it out to kilter we're not going to talk about the wiener break i don't think we need to talk about our do we need to talk about our wiener we went to wiener pig yeah is that all we're gonna say well yeah we'll do a forks episode and we'll go into we'll yeah go in i think we on. need to do like a wiener episode okay because I right. need, I think we need to explore more wieners in this town. I agree. We gotta <laughs> taste them all. Uh, Kilter Brewing is located at 450 Rue de Chambeau. Either I was already 
12 beers in. <laughs> 12 tastes of beers 13 in. 13 tastes Thir- in. Either I was 13 tastes of beers in, or this one got a lot of smiley faces as compared with the others. It was pretty smiley. Um, we should mention to, to listener that we, of each beer, we probably each drank two ounces. Yeah. So we're not taste completely in the can yet and we did have a driver and we had a driver <laughs> once again we did have a driver and the we driver spent the whole day pleasing two women <laughs> <laughs> who were exhausted by the end of it um so kilter is a locally owned and operated craft brewery with an expansive tap room yeah and patio in an industrial building nestled in the heart of a neighborhood that may or may not exist <laughs> can i just Saint say boniface uh, Rue de Chambeau. Rue de Chambeau is fun to say. <laughs> it is. It, I like hearing the uh, the GPS say it. What does it say? It's just like turn it, left at Rue de Chambault. Oh yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. Uh, the tap room has a lush tropical design with a ton of seating options, including swing chairs. Yeah, but we couldn't sit in the swing chairs. Oh, it was. It was booked for a wedding, yeah. for wedding photos. Uh, but it has a relaxed, vacation-y vibe. It sure does. I've been there in the summer. As have I. I've been there in the winter. And it just feels like you're away. It totally it? does. It just makes you feel like you're just away for that little bit of time. It has to be somehow influenced by the proximity to the river. Don't you think? All those ferns? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it just feels... It feels more like when you're on that patio, it feels very outdoorsy. Uh, they have, I counted, 17 beers on tap. 17. Plus, in the summer, they have frozen slurpees. Two eyes. They're the best. <laughs> they are so good. They're the best. Do I remember never... when we went there and we had that green one. Yeah. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. It was so good. I would never have thought a beer slurpee would be good. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's so good. So you, if you don't like the concept of beer slurpee, just give it a try. It's so good. Yeah. Um, they have a retail area with lots of cans to take home, plus merch. Actually, all of the tap rooms that we visited had retail. Yeah. They had cans and merch. Um, I also noticed that there were dozens of games that you could take to your table and play with. I didn't even notice that. Where were they? Up by the right when you come in the front door, if you turn right immediately. Oh. Oh. Wednesday nights, Victory Pints Game Store uh, hosts a game night, and they actually bring their gaming experts cool. to, uh, to teach people how to play the games and oh, neato. facilitate gaming. Why haven't we done this? I don't know. Young Rebecca would like to do it. Okay. We'll take Young Rebecca. All right, let's do that. Did we celebrate her birthday? <laughs> we <laughs> I feel did. like it was months ago. Yeah. <laughs> she could have another one. Uh, food options, I'm going to mention before we talk about beers. Yes. Right now they have sandwiches. Sometimes they have hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Wieners. And <laughs> they have wieners. <laughs> and they have snacky snacks, like ripple chips and onion dip, hummus and naan, chips and salsa, Hawkins cheesies. I didn't know they had Hawkins cheesies. Hawkins cheesies. Nice. Excellent. All of it's good. I haven't had a bad good. bite there. No. The no. hot dogs were hard to eat and messy, but really good. Really, really good. Once you learned how to eat them. I haven't learned. Um, I was there one time we ordered the chips and dip and they accidentally brought us the hummus, but the hummus was so good that we didn't want to send it back. <laughs> well, that's good. We now just ate know. the hummus with our chips. Excellent. Um, also a low tolerance for fuckery. What is, what is and that? And they mean? have a statement on their website saying that they, 
um, do not allow any discrimination or harassment of any kind. Excellent. Kindness abounds at Gilter. We appreciate kindness. Right? Just not between between each other. (laughs) (laughs) No. It flows outward. (laughs) Um, We tried some some beers. Yes. Uh, We started with juicy fruit. Fruit spelled in the... F-R-O-O-T. In the Fruit Loops way. <laughs> in the Fruit Loops way. Uh, my only notes for that are as advertised. Well, I have that it's a pineapple IPA. Sure. And that it was fresh and fruity. Yes. It smelled fruity. Yes. And oh yeah. <laughs> That's my notes. Paige actually crashed through the wall, <laughs> shaped like a pitcher. <laughs> as soon as she tried it. It's really embarrassing. Oh yeah. Um, I d- I'm sorry I did that. It was delicious. Uh, like a take, it was a take on their popular juicy, which yeah. we've had many times. Yeah. Very good. Uh, what did we have next? Did we have Fog Machine? Uh, or did we have Check Premium? I My notes said Check oh, Premium. Oh, remember we got them mixed up because someone turned the uh, flight board? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was, so we'll talk about whichever one you want to talk about. It was Fog, in order of tasting, it was Fog Machine next. I have that one was Resinous. That was a... Deepa, double IPA. Yes. I hate Deepa. I don't even know why I just said that. Um, 8%. I have seems boozier than 5%. It but had... I think that's because we thought it was Czech premium <laughs> when we tried it. That's right. <laughs> we thought it was, it was too boozy to it be. It was boozy. Yeah. It was good though. It was boozy and bitter. I thought it was a good represent, representation of the style. Okay, I would agree with that. I have no, like, my note is that it, it almost tasted like juicy interrupted. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, but it was kind of like... Like juicy and then they threw more hops at it? Yeah. Yeah. Or just alcohol, just threw alcohol at your face. <laughs> it was like, take a sip of juicy, but I'm going to smack you right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And then we tried Czech Premium. Yep. I thought that this was a good craft beer. For people who are new to craft beer. I'd agree. This is a pale lager. This is the one that you would take to your family barbecue when you don't know everybody's totally beer tastes. It was unoffensive. I thought it was beery. It was a beery beer. It's beery. It was, yeah, it was pretty close to like a commercial beer, very tasty and totally unoffensive. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And then we tried the, one of my favorites, the coconut key lime pie. So this is what I meant when I said that you redeemed yourself uh-huh. earlier, because this is what I would describe as a sour yeah. that I would drink and that you enjoy. Would drink. It was good. So did you tell them what it's called? Coconut key lime pie. Was I just not listening? No. Okay. Good, good. good. <laughs> On brand. On brand. <laughs> um, I have my only tasting notes for this because I've had it several times. It's magical pie beer. Yes. You can taste the graham cracker crust you can taste the key lime it's just it's tart but it's got like that creaminess to it i remind you it was your 16th mm-hmm. beer 17th beer 17th mm-hmm. beer <laughs> and we also had the chips and dip <laughs> so i was at this point 16 beers a hot dog chips and a, dip a caramel macchiato in the car okay <laughs> And still, this was like the dessert to cap off the day for me. It was me. actually perfect. Yeah, it was the perfect beer to finish on. So I, I would come back. Yeah, I would come back for that for sure. Yeah. 
You know what I'm wondering? What? What are people saying <laughs> about kilter? So people are saying, so 4.8 4. out of 5 stars on Google. Yep. Kilter has a lot more ratings than the others. Just yes. Just for having been around longer. I, I would also say that like we were in there on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Yeah. And it was packed. It was very busy. It was very busy. And and lots of action coming in and out of the door. So people were picking up beer and taking it home for the weekend. I'm assuming. A lot of people picking up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the lowest rating I found was one out of five stars. Uh, lots of spelling errors here. Uh, too rowdy for the nice, quiet residential area it's in. Just doesn't fit. Beer is mediocre at best. Signed a neighbor. Signed by GC. So, you know who your neighbor is. <laughs> um, I want to go on a limb and say it's pretty, it is residential. Like the neighborhood's residential, but it's also very industrial there. It's a kind of a weird mix. You cross the street and it's like suddenly very industrial. Yeah. Um, I have never had to park too far up yeah, the block, like even when it's full. Yeah. It honestly doesn't seem like a rowdy crowd to me. Well, the crowd, I mean, Hipsters. who knows? <laughs> Yeah, but who knows what's happening late at night. I'm sure residents have experienced a change in the neighborhood as a result of having a brewery there. Mm -hmm. I would say that's more of an indictment on the city's zoning policies than it is on the brewery. Yes. Um, Because we have a single-family residential right next to industrial. Yeah, and we should mention, too, that to operate a brewery or to brew beer on premises, you have to be zoned industrial. Yeah. It can't just be commercial zoning. Yeah. So they're on a weird street. It is just a very strange little pocket mixing industrial and residential. And hey, I live 300 meters (laughs) from a brewery. (laughs) We learned. (laughs) You don't hear me complaining. (laughs) Well, we uh, we do though. What's our top rating? Our top rating is, um, well, there are many. Yeah. So I just picked one. Um, This is from KZ. Oh, sounds like half of a radio station. <laughs> KZ, 780 in the morning. KZ has a name uh, as well, but I will mispronounce it, so I'm just going to go with KZ. Sure. Um, that That's apparently a nickname. <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> um, driving to Kilter at nighttime might seem like going to a, a movie murder scene. However, once you see the beautiful lit up tree, calmness settles. Inside, it's like a futuristic Starbucks, but better with awesome beer. The ambiance is great, but staff could be more cheerful. Recommend the vintage beer. (laughs) (laughs) That review is all over the place. I had to. That person had had 18 beers (laughs) at that point. Even if they were just tastes. (laughs) Do you have a haiku for me? I sure do. Hit up. All right. Kilter's fruity brews. Lovely flavors burst with each sip. Pure refreshment joy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, they're not, they're not bad. They're not bad. I may have tweaked like a word or two. (laughs) (sighs) Are you ready for a human written one? Yes, please hit me. We came for the beer, but stayed for the chips and dip. Next time, we'll get two. Cue the music. (laughs) Yay!